everyone! Welcome to another episode of Classic Gaming Brothers. I'm Zach. And I'm Seth. And we are the Classic Gaming Brothers. We are, in fact, the Classic Gaming Brothers. That's still yep. classy and still brothers. Yep, and, and we're still gaming after, after still all, this, gaming. all these episodes. We haven't stopped. We, we haven't. We're, we're still playing... Well, I mean, I guess we've re- still recently been playing whatever game we've recently been playing. Yeah, which... Before we go right into it, as a brief, uh, uh, as a as a quick summary of our podcast, if you've never listened to us before, um, which you're picking as always, a, a great episode to jump right into. We we typically split up our podcast into three segments. We have a uh, we have a recently played segment. Um, then we'll get into the meat of our podcast, which is whatever subject we're talking about, and then we end it with a byweight pass. Um, so starting out, uh, Seth, what have you been recently playing? Uh, so. Uh, before we get right into the recently we've been playing segment, I do I do want to say this is our uh, post packs podcast. Yeah, look at that alliteration right there. Ooh. Uh, so the I P-P-P. wanted to say that we we have the PPP we have returned. We have returned successful. Both I and Zach did not get sick, and uh, we are now back with our takes, which is what. A majority of this podcast is going to be about but that ties back into my recently been playing which is a game called wonderling yeah i liked wonderling but t- you tell us about wonderling so i'll tell you about wonderling uh, wonderling takes it's a, a game that's coming out for the steam and for the switch at the time of recording it will be coming out tomorrow at the time of this episode it was released on the 5th um, we did get a pre uh, pre-release copy uh, from the developers uh, at, over at Retroid um, with their representative Olaf and they provided us uh, the, uh, beyond that they provided us a lot of swag which was awesome they gave us a t-shirt, a bag uh, some like lanyards and other and uh, a copy of the game along with a cassette with the soundtrack and we uh, I played it uh, and it takes place in the like a Mar- Mario, like a reverse Mario almost. So you you're, you play as like a Goomba in Mario, and you get the magic ability to jump, but you always have to go forward. But you can finally jump over those things that get in your way, and you're chasing after this lead character that's a carrot and you're like a kind of like a potato ish type character and it's fun it's great i really really enjoyed it it's really like one of those like great switch games i I definitely recommend if you're going to pick it up if you have only a pc get it for steam if you have it for if you can get it on steam and switch i it's a great couch game um it's a lot of fun. I really am enjoying it. It's it gets it starts off uh, relatively simple as they kind of teach you the mechanics, and then it kind of ramps up. And in order to like hundred percent things in um hundred percent the episode uh, the levels, uh, you really have to like time all your jumps right because there's very few buttons that you touch when playing the game since the character automatically moves forward. So thank you, Olaf, for uh, the 
uh, the Wonderling key and and you, it's a great game and i i would definitely recommend it awesome yeah i i i, I watched uh, a little bit of the demo being played and uh i'm probably going to play a little bit of it on set switch when i get the chance and I'm, I'm looking forward to playing it myself it looks like a great game yeah it's it will it'll be out tomorrow well it's already out so buy it uh so Zach, what have you been uh, recently been playing? Well, I also have been playing a game that I, I picked up at PAX. Um, so we stopped at the uh, a booth um, that was being uh, hosted by Retrotainment. They are a indie game developer who creates eight uh, bit style games for the uh, NES. They also release their games on the on the modern consoles like Xbox, PS4, and and switch but specifically i picked up a copy of the game haunted halloween 86 the full title of which is haunted halloween 86 the curse of possum hollow so haunted halloween 86 is uh it's it's an nes style or it isn't an nes game but it's done in the style of a uh kind of old school beat-em-up of sorts uh, not necessarily like Double Dragon, but it, it kind of feels at least to me like a fusion of like the Double Dragon, like beat em up with um, kind of Castlevania aesthetic. You're going through uh, like uh, haunted areas and stuff like that, um, fighting zombies and monsters. Um, it has a pretty cool mechanic where you can switch between two playable characters um, to kind of like use different abilities and also to, you know, save health of one character if another one's taking damage uh so yeah that's been that's been pretty fun so there was two different how haunted halloweens there was the 86 and then there was what was the other one 85 85 which yeah yeah and you Uh, chose the the 86 one yeah so i chose the 86 one off of recommendation from a guy uh named Bo, who i believe is with retrotainment um i know he also has his own company called soul goose productions um he also is a host of a podcast called the assembly line where they speak about um, NES homebrews. So Bo said that uh, he recommended Haunted uh, Haunted House or Haunted Halloween '86 because uh, he felt it to be kind of a more complete uh, version of the first game. Um, while it's a sequel, it that uh, they were able to do a lot more with the game um, versus than with the first game. Um, so I took his recommendation. I picked up. Uh, I got the orange cartridge copy. Yeah, so it yeah, it's a like really a cool Halloween cartridge. Yeah, yeah, it's like a clear orange oh maybe you could take a picture of it and we could throw it on the uh yeah i can definitely take a picture i i've actually i have it sitting in my uh my little retro um nintendo system um that does upscale to hdmi so it's been very nice display on my on my screen uh yeah so maybe we'll we'll take a picture of that um, and what maybe the stuff that zach zach bought a lot more than i did um at the con so uh we can uh, you can take some maybe we'll throw those up on the instas if you're interested in it uh so to get into the meat of the podcast the, the meat of the podcast is kind of like so, uh the episode before the last episode we talked about what we were excited about seeing at pax and now we have gone to pax and we have sawn pax we have seen it yes we've saw it saw it <laughs> so we have saw it uh like shakespeare we have saw like, it yes we have saw it like shakespeare and so we're uh here to uh talk about what what we saw in regards to the different games and it just also uh zach it was your first pax yeah it was my my very first pax 
um you know i've been i think i mentioned this earlier i've been to other conventions here in boston but nothing like pax it was very cool it was massive it was uh disorienting in a good way i mean there was always you know everywhere i looked there was something new um so i i had a blast just kind of wandering around with with my brother and um not dying light ryan it was we survived together ryan um, which was i think the first time you met we survived it was together, the first ryan. time we i met we survived together ryan um he's good and he's good yeah robots. we had we <laughs> and we had a we had a great time <laughs> wandering around and uh speaking to indie devs and demoing games and uh checking out booths with th- stuff for sale and spending money which yes. is which is what i do best it's true it's true you inherited that from our our father there i think so yeah uh we we actually had a, a lot of positive feedback from the indie devs that we spoke to mm-hmm. uh enough that we may end up we are working on a an, an, a project right now that will we will kind of tease out in this episode yeah uh, since i'm saying it now but we are we're working on a project to try and get uh some extra content uh, in the in your feed uh, so it, it, probably not anytime soon, but uh, we, we are going to try and set up interviews with indie devs and those will come out um, when that that's a little more uh, arranging the schedule of more than two people is complicated, as I'm sure you are all aware. Yeah. So as we develop this idea and we start getting interviews with uh, the different uh, indie devs, we'll we'll put out some content. It won't disrupt the sunday releases so that's uh kind of a promise to you as an audience we won't uh they'll probably be longer podcasts as well because there'll be interviews so we'll still keep our 45 minute 50 minute podcast in your sunday feed but then you may get some supplement content from us and who doesn't want more classic gaming brothers that's right i certainly don't but (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) <laughs> well, it means more time with you, and that's just oof, oof, oof. yeah, exactly. Um, well, anyway, um, I think getting getting right into packs. Uh, I mean, we. I think the best place to start is is where I started, which is when I meet up met up with oh, yeah. you in the Kickstarter room. Right. Um, so, yeah. for those not familiar with packs, there is the expo floor, and then there's various side rooms. Uh, there may be like a console area, like a console free play or a classic. They had a classic console free play. They had a room dedicated to uh, the game. What is it? The with the mech? Steel Battalion. A Steel Battalion. They had a room dedicated to Steel Battalion, and then there was uh, uh, the Kickstarter room. And while we were in the Kickstarter room, I was talking to uh, two brothers who are working on a uh, a game called uh, called Cyber Knights. And it's done by the uh, Tracy brothers, and that's Tracy spelled with a T R E S E, and they are in. I think their Kickstarter's done, or it's almost yeah. done. Yes, it is done. I, I think or it actually it ends in twenty. Well, as of recording this podcast, it ends in just a few hours. So by the time this podcast is out, it will be ended. Yes, uh, but they have met their goal, um, which is awesome by by a lot. Um, their, their goal was $50,000 and they currently have 197,000. Yeah. This is a really cool, uh, game. They, they actually did another game called star traders, which I'm kind of thinking about picking up soon. And, uh, the game is set in a shadow run, like shadow cyberpunk shadow run type setting where it's like a dystopia future. 
and you're playing as these like criminals who have to do objectives it kind of looks like the play style kind of looked a little XCOM-y with the squad base like yeah. the movements around the field yeah. a little or or more like the shadow run games i think actually would probably be a better description so like the shadow run games where and then each of the characters gets different you like hack cameras and you you can't be spotted by cameras as you're entering the place and the game looks really cool uh i think that uh i i'm excited i kickstarted it uh while i was there so i'm i'm excited about it nice and what was your what was your take on it um i mean it looked cool from um i think by the time i showed up you guys were um just kind of wrapping the conversation up so i ended up looking it up um a little later but um just from what i see it looks like it's gonna be it looks like it's gonna be a great game and yeah it definitely has a shadow run aesthetic to it yeah definitely. um uh so I, i'm i'm looking forward to trying that out as well um yeah but then yeah then we we uh we hit the expo floor and we uh we started wandering around we started seeing a couple other different booths um we we got to meet the wonderling team as seth spoke about in his yes. recently been playing um and and olaf and you know that they he, he he was really nice. We got to see the the Black Mesa uh, table brought by the Crowbar Collective team. They were really cool. Um, we kind of joked around with them a bit, just about um, you know congratulating them on the fact that the game just entered in um, just out of early access, but you know telling them they beat um, they beat Valve to to Half Life Three pretty much. Correct. Uh, and then uh, yeah, we, and we we saw a lot of the bigger bigger companies like um, Datalik and uh devolver digital who we mentioned before um and and, but we also we we really try to keep to some of the more smaller booths um so uh, i know one game that i was excited to to look at and excited to talk to um one of the creators was the game dunk lords um done by a company called story fort and we spoke to a guy named dan who's involved with them and uh dunk lords is uh, when i saw it i immediately thought of the the sega genesis game nba jam from the it's a 2v2 basketball game um and it had that aesthetic that nba jam always that i i just recognized from it yeah um but actually watching the game i realized it's kind of a whole different thing not only is it a 2v2 basketball game but it's a 2v2 basketball brawler that like you are fighting other people while also playing basketball and it's set in this like almost like post-apocalyptic like they're they're like i don't know the 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 stadium they were in was like collapsing and there was like things on fire in the background so part of that is that the game incorporates kind of fighting game elements yes so the stage and i was talking to uh dan with uh the dunk lords team and he said that the stage will each basketball court is different and you may need to optimize your team before going into the stage as maybe there may be like more of an electricity kind of stage or danger or there may be like uh, lava or something like that now i'm just the electricity one is definitely something that happens lava i'm not sure i'm just making that up but uh it might <laughs> yeah, be. Yeah. um but uh, it, it, but. it it and it was really cool looking though that like everything changes you know it, it was nice to see um kind of this uh fantasy sci-fi you know non-standard take on on such kind of a classic formula um yeah very very true yeah it was like it, it just felt like nba jam but 
with like it almost felt like a mashup between NBA Jam and like Space Jam. Mm, yeah. The movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was like that kind of uh, that kind of mashup in my mind, at least. They the dunk. Yeah, they they were really cool. I uh, I really liked that that whole. It was a, a great. It's a great couch game. Oh yeah, um, I think they, so. I mean, it's gonna um, be on the Xbox, so and uh, and it's Steam. gonna be on Steam. Yep, and um, and they're planning to have uh, uh, one to four player local co op. Um, so you can sit down with your buddies. Um, you know, you can have a beer. You can you can uh, play play a game just sitting on the couch, kind of like classic. You know, good old days. And after Dunk Lords, we went over and saw a game called uh, Scene Investigators. Oh yeah. And Scene Investigators is done by a team called EQ Studios, and they did a game called Payne's Creek's Killing, which I haven't talked about it on the show, but I do own and have played it. They were very, they were very excited that I had already owned the game, uh, that they had already released, and it's a detective uh, game where you play this journalist and you're trying to discover this murder in this pretty abandoned town, and you're trying to put together clues as it's kind of that almost like that missed a conversation we've had before where you're like alone in the town yeah, yeah. and uh it's kind of like psychological thriller in that in that isolation kind of mode uh so i played that game and these guys were there and they were very they were very receptive they were very fun the game that they're working on right now is going to be an episodic crime investigative uh detective series so your character will be solving uh they'll be going to crime scenes and they'll be solving the case uh, and then they'll release additional crime scenes for you to solve it in first person and it just looks really cool kind of modular maybe like being able to uh kind of pick up and play and then kind of when you get think of you know when you get a chance kind of go back i almost kind of viewed it as like a almost like a escape room with a with a twist a little bit yeah that's what um that's and they um the 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 way they had their booth set up was actually really cool it had kind of a kind of a fake uh, crime scene setup um you know they had like that they had the tape on the ground if i remember correctly and and right 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 like clues and stuff like that um so that was pretty cool they they kind of had that they were uh they were a pretty cool. Uh, they were a pretty cool group. Very, very friendly. Both um, we spoke with uh, Brianna and uh, Yoshia, mm-hmm. and uh, both of them were very, very um, nice. Very friendly. Yeah, and um, after so after we went to them, we we wandered a bit more. Um, we we ended up stopping briefly and speaking to Luther of Joy Manufacturing Co. Um, they they are working on a game called Ambition. Um, a minui in power. Um, uh, uh, Luther described it as a roguelike uh, visual novel set during the uh, pre-revolutionary France. Um, according to their Kickstarter, they're describing it as a revolutionary romantic video game where you play as a woman of fashion in pre-revolutionary France, um, a time of intrigue, danger, and serial adultery um it just looked really cool um unfortunately seth and i couldn't make it to um we couldn't make it into one of the betas uh we had a little bit of a scheduling conflict but um it was very cool checking out um you know some of the early some of the the art from the game and uh kind of i did a little research on it later and it looks like it's going to be a kind of a cool 
uh, visual novel set in a you know an interesting time period, the pre-revolutionary yeah. France. We uh, we also ran into uh, Scott over at uh, Heart Shaped Games. He was there repping uh, uh, We Are the Caretakers, which he is the uh, founder and creative developer, uh, creative director of uh, Heart Shaped Games, and they're developing uh, We Are the Caretakers, which is a a sci-fi afro futuristic squad based management game uh set where you are f- protecting a- animals from poachers and aliens yeah yeah it it's cool it's very cool i got the art style is really uh it's just unique it, i just like we were walking by and i saw it and I was like, uh, what is this game? And I need it. And then he was like, it's kind of like XCOM. And I was like, oh, please Sold. continue. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> I showed up with the, uh, the, the fry meme with the dollars. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there, that was, it was a really cool um, game. And Scott was really, really cool to talk to. I thought that he was uh, very enthusiastic about him, about the game, and uh, also about our, about talking about the podcast and stuff. I thought he was very enthusiastic about that. Yeah, as well. Um, definitely. Um, we we also stopped at a couple of booths that weren't. They didn't. I mean, they had some games um, um, on display. Um, but there was like one booth, for example, that we stopped at was uh, dedicated just to Boston indie games. So it was kind of a collection of of games um, that had been made by local Boston indie devs, um, such as Cat Lateral Damage. Um, and they had uh, one of the Emily's Away games um, available to purchase there. Um, so that was cool. Um, and then we also stopped at Mega Cat Studios, which are, I, I was interested in stopping by. They unfortunately didn't have any games for sale, but we did get to um, spend some time talking to Nate of Mega Cat. And uh, he, he gave us kind of, you know, he, he described a lot of the kind of fun elements of working on, on these retro games for older consoles um and some of the the difficulties and and the fun involved in in that production he was fun he's definitely someone who appreciates uh gore in games yes yeah and he he was raised on we were having we were discussing our memories of uh of being of growing up and he he has very fond memories of doom it's a very uh iconic and uh memorable game for him and uh, he talked about how he like tries to get more gore into the games that Mega Cat works on, and that in order to get his buy-in, you generally have to increase the level of gore in a game in order yes, for him to yeah. buy in on a side, like a different project. He's a uh, he was fun. I I really enjoyed speaking with Nate. I thought that he had a unique perspective, and he was definitely a, a, a like a fun personality to be with. Yeah, even if he even if he wasn't a Sega guy, that was kind of the yeah that was yes, the one thing he, I think we disagreed on. Yes, he he was not a Sega Genesis guy, uh, and uh, we are. So we had a he we almost were uh, we were almost escorted from the booth, but yes. uh, we meant we maintained our uh, space. We we did uh, so we did do stop by some of the larger booths. Um, there was a, a game that Devolver Digital has that's upcoming that I uh, actually, I didn't actually grab any uh, material from the booth, so I almost forgot about it. But when Zachary mentioned Devolver Digital, I, I actually just remembered 
about it, but uh, it's a game called Carrion. Yes. And it is a very interesting, it's a you game where you, from based on just watching the people play at the show, it looks like you play as some sort of blood monster and that has like tentacles and you have yeah. to travel through like being the creature that like is scary and eat, eating people and jumping out of things and like crawling through it and it's got weird um where you move with tentacles and the controls look a little like uh, maybe a little off but it looks cool i i I really like that that the Devolver Digital style of games that they publish. I know that they're they're publishers, so they don't really develop the games, but they uh, they do definitely have a style that they choose to publish. And this game just like it fits and it looks really cool. And it's I'm definitely something that I'm going to be on the uh, the lookout for. And I'm going to have to go in and Steam wishlist or something before I forget about it. Yeah, no, I, I'm definitely going to. Um gonna look into that game i like i like you know i like games like that that kind of have a twist on 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 something that's you know you playing as the villain essentially which seemed really cool right um yeah, yeah. Uh, on, in lines of that kind of lovecraftian horror um one game that uh i wanted to demo but it looked like it had a bit of a line on it was uh called world of horror by uh, a company called Panstaz, i think that's how you say it p-a-n-s-t-a-s-z Panstaz. Um, so World of Horror is, uh, described as, uh, the, the, the plot on itch.io is the year is 1980X. Disgusting creatures terrorize a small seaside town in Japan as reality starts to crumble and the old gods reawaken to sate their primal hunger. It is a losing battle, but maybe you've got what it takes to postpone the inevitable. The end of the world is at hand. Um, just from the the I, I've I've heard about this game prior to PAX, but seeing them at PAX was really cool, and it reminded me of the game, so I I'm gonna wish list them and and kind of follow their the production a bit more. It's a um uh, like a horror um like mystery like adventure game. Um, the it has a very click and uh, uh what's it called um point and click um kind of style to it. Um, all the graphics are done. Um, in the style of old uh, old Macintosh graphics, so it's all black and white, pretty much monochromatic, um, and it's the art style is heavily inspired by um, horror manga writer Junji Ito, um, who worked on manga such as um, Gyo and Uzumaki. Uh, he's best known for a short story in Gyo called "The Enigma of Amigara Fault," which has to do with people. Um, and cracks in the walls and it's very creepy um it's it's kind of like a body horror um style of of horror that jinji ito goes for and it looks like that this is going for as well but i think it kind of blends well with the um very very uh simple graphic graphical um interface right yeah it's got like a black and white kind of um gra- color to it scheme to it yeah it's exactly like the yeah. almost like a almost looks like a like a like a manga that's kind of like come alive with yeah 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 no exactly like an old a... school manga um so there was also on friday i attended pax by myself and was the classic gaming brother <laughs> without my brother and uh i ran into uh a, comp- a company called nowhere studios which is putting out circadium city 
And mm. I don't think Zach and I were able to get back there on Saturday. No, I don't think so either. But it's a it it's an interesting game where you play as this guy and you play out the entire twenty four hour cycle of his life. So you play him waking up, going to work, and he he goes to a very boring job. The developer said in the original in the initial release of the game, uh, his his job is going to be selling. Uh, anti-aging cream to babies and <laughs> then there'll be other jobs in there and you conduct his whole uh, life during the day and then when you go to sleep you get transported to the dream world and then it becomes more of like a crafting stardew valley type game where you're like farming and building and doing all those type of uh stardew valley stuff and it looks cool i really uh like just the the vibe I was getting off of it, he was, uh, I spoke with uh, Burek F there, over there. He's the founder of Nowhere Studios, and he he's, he he was just, we were going back and forth, and I, I was like, asking him questions and about how the game played out, and it looks like they, they're going down the right path, and I think it's going to be a really, really cool game. Uh, they are looking at like a Q2 for when it's going to be coming out, so quarter two of this year. It looks really when it's I, probably coming out. Just I just looked, looked it, up. it up. Yeah, it looks really cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, add this to my wish list. I'm gonna follow it's, this because this looks like um, it looks neat. This is like it's the just, kind of game that I I like. <laughs> there also it looks like it's really low key kind of thing, kind of low key, uh, kind of a like adventure rbg type game yeah and, and i like that style of um yeah that style of game it's kind of like the life simulation style of games I'm, I'm really into yeah so exactly yeah and it's similar similarish to your byway pass which is coming up eventually yes absolutely uh, um there was some other uh games well, so there was a, there was a game that Zach and I actually played together. Uh, it yeah. was one of the few games that we played together. We played that and Beach Buggy too. <laughs> yeah, the Beach Buggy game that that was fun. We played Beach Buggy Racing, which was fun. It was a racing game. Um, we played a game called Door Kickers Action Squad. Yeah, <laughs> where you play as police officers. And you have to go in and rescue hostages, and it's eight bit side scrolling. And it was let's just say Zachary tried to play it the right way, and I played with the shotgun. And <laughs> so we would we like you have to burst through the door. And there's like guys that come at you, and you can you shoot them, and you have to not shoot the hostages and we uh i remember the developer looked at us as we we saved off at the second game and he's like yeah you guys got four out of the eight hostages and we're like hey you know good enough could have been worse could have been worse could have been less than four and it was it was fun uh i think playing it uh cooperatively was like really really fun and you get like it could be couch or network co-op it's there uh it's got some decent like ais and that they have for the enemies and it's just like fast paced type of uh gameplay it was fun i yeah. i liked it it actually it gave me um kind of like it felt like a combination of like bro force in terms of the way 
the 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 the, the graphics were and like Hotline Miami just with how fast the gameplay was. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was getting you know, uh, I was getting Hotline Miami vibes. Yeah. Um. So that that's definitely a game I'm I'm looking forward to. Um. I, I see that they're they're planning to have a release on the PS4, so I'm gonna try to snag that when it's out for the PS4. So there was some actually some other stuff that I saw that was not game related. Uh, there, well, there was one that was game related, but not video game related. And then there was one that was not game, that was game related, but not any type of interactivity. Uh, so to go, so I saw an art booth, it was called Artovision and they do 3d shadow box artwork that is generally themed like uh, video game themed. They actually had a really cool one. It was, it's a desktop shadow box so it's like on a thick piece of acrylic and it it has a the scene from legends of uh zelda the original game except it's luke and it's a lightsaber and it's ben kenobi giving him the lightsaber instead of the wizard and the two droids are on the side really cool art um we met the guy who uh it's it's him and his son that do it and we met both of them and they were really nice to work with, talk to. We're probably going to run into them in other conventions because um, they it looks like they do. A, they actually mentioned that they were going to go down to Rhode Island Comic Con, which is a show that uh, at least I go to. And the it's art of artovision three uh, d dot com is their uh, website. Really cool stuff. Um, it's just like they've got stuff for states which is like not game related but they also have like street fighter shadow boxing and it's just like really cool art i i really liked them i thought they were cool non video game at video game themed thing and the the other uh not the other non-video game thing that i really thought was cool was uh, a game called a board game called the shivers and is a uh it's called a pop fiction game and it's a pop-up tabletop mystery game where there's like car the board is actually cardboard uh like a set almost like a set for it it's like a interior of a house it's really difficult to kind of describe i recommend just looking up shivers the shivers pop-up they're coming to kickstarter in uh, a couple of months and they are they're they're making sure that their production issues abroad are okay and then they're going to kind of get everything ready for their kickstarter but they it's a really cool kind of like murder mystery type uh board game that really has a one-of-a-kind type of uh board it's so or well it kind of also reminds me of that dead end alley or dead end drive remember that game yeah the I do old that. like dead end drive very similar ish to that on a smaller scale but, yeah uh, it looked it looked really without cool. traps like, yeah it did yeah cool. i liked the um kind of the whole idea of a uh pop-up board game i think that's a really unique um it's something that we don't really see yeah so uh i think that's our post packs podcast for the segment right there unless you have anything else that you saw that you want to mention um before I, we 
move along I, here and just a ton of stuff i mean i'm i'm looking forward to to pretty much all the games we saw oh one one that i forgot to mention was uh, a game called uh renane by octosoft um they're they're actually a boston a boston-based developer it was kind of like an 8-bit roguelike um action platformer game so i'm excited to check that out too i actually i think i entered a contest to see if i could win a copy of the game (laughs) so we will see we will see see. yes um but no overall it was uh it was i had a real fun time at pax um and i'm looking forward to going to the next pax next time they're next next time they're around um, next time it happens every PAX year is, yeah so i'm looking forward to pax 2021 hopefully and, uh, with 100 percent less virus so we do have uh our giveaway we're gonna do the uh drawing for the giveaway and now uh our winner is can can you do the drum roll Justin, hey, he's our winner. Justin. So, Justin, look forward to your email. Uh, into your look forward to your email. I don't even know if that's English. Uh, look at your email. You will get. You'll hear from us, and you will be able to choose from the list of our games that we have. And that's right. remember, we do have a list of games. Uh, we are still going. We're going to do another giveaway. Who knows if it'll be. Is this our fourteenth episode? Every fourteen episodes, that'd be a weird, that'd be a weird nomin like like kind of every our favorite four- number, our favorite number, our every fourteenth episode or so. Um, so if you, in order to enter, you just send us feedback, and we'll put you into the drawing, and then you can pull. You can also um, choose from our list of games that we have. That is a random assortment of games that you may not like. But uh, they are all PC games, so hopefully Justin will be able to find something. Maybe we'll talk about what Justin picked on our future yeah. show. And uh, so uh, to get to the, we should get to the byway pass segment. Do you wanna? Do you wanna take it away on the byway pass? Sure. Uh, one of the one of the games that I'm excited about coming out is a game called Gone Viral. It's a game that we saw at PAX. Uh, is a uh, fast-paced uh, melee action roguelike game. Rogue light game um where no runs are the same and you have to kill enemies with style in order to earn uh fame and rewards so you're like a gladiator that has to compete for fans and what's cool is the fans will vote on you on what that what they like and don't like and it really impacts the game and the fans are NPCs or computers. They're it's AI, unless you have a Twitch following, and then you can incorporate your Twitch following, and your Twitch followers can vote on the the different upgrades and stuff like that, and what they like to see instead. And another aspect is it integrates with the webcam, so that your face is up on the cam on different cameras and television screens so you can see yourself playing the game playing moving this guy around it's it's cool i think it's a unique approach to the twitch gaming yeah as it is um and i think that's it's i think it's a it's an interesting take on it i think twitch gaming is something that is very new even for zach and i um and I think it's something that I think gone viral is is going after it 
going after it hard. I think that's it's going to be successful. Uh, they did. We also got beta codes, so we'll be checking those out. Um, I'm definitely going to put that on a. I'll, I'll put it on a buy. I think that I think that I think I'll pick that game up. I think it's a fun type of uh, type of game that I just like that kind of style. It reminds me of uh, the uh, movie. Uh, or the book, or like Hunger Games, I guess it kind of is like Hunger Games ish. Is yeah, it was giving yeah. me um Smash TV vibes, which was Smash a TV on the, on the Sega. Uh, so what about you, Zach? Yeah, so um the the game I'm excited for is also a game that we saw at PAX. We got to speak to um uh, the developer of it, Thomas uh, Cashman of Viridian Software, um and the game is called Alchemic Cutie. Um, so Alchemic Cutie is, uh, Seth kind of alluded to it earlier when he was talking about Circadian City. It's a, uh, a Stardew Valley-esque game. Um, so it, it uh, Tom, uh, Thomas described it as kind of a cross between like Stardew Valley and Pokemon and other, um, RPG games. Um, he also said it's an open world game, so you can, can do a lot of exploring and, and, you know, finding, you know, stuff that you need as you explore. Um, I just I really liked the art style and I really liked the idea of kind of like a combination between, you know, a Pokemon collecting game and and a Stardew Valley, you know, like building and crafting and, and stuff yeah. like that type of game. So um, I, I, I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, I put it as a buy for me because I just like that style game a lot. Um, I really like life simulators and just kind of like easygoing games that you can just kind of sit back and enjoy and you don't have to like, you know, you can, you have to concentrate on it, but you don't have to like, it, it's not going to stress you out anytime soon. Right. Right. It's not going to, yeah. You're, you just can relax. There's no, uh, no stress. No stress. Yeah. And, 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 and it looks, as the name implies, Alchemic Cutie, it looks very cute. The, the, um, the art style is, uh, um, very, very Stardew Valley-esque RP, um, JRPG style, um, you know, pixel art. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to I'm excited to try that out. So, with that, uh, there's a couple of ways that you can support us, listen to us, and con and con contact us. Is that yeah. the three? Yeah, contact Those are the us. Three. Those are the three. There's uh, so to support us, you can uh, of course like, subscribe, share ring bells uh send these to your friends if you're having a nice conversation with somebody and you need a awkward transition you can always ask them if they like podcasts about video games from brothers it's great it's a great office conversation you can always bring up say hey i've been listening to this great podcast won't you don't you want to listen to about two brothers talking about video games you know every you can try it on everybody it's okay um and you know it'll be great maybe maybe they are maybe they're looking for that specific niche need um we also have a a merch store if you really want to buy our brand on your chest or your mug uh you can do those things and we will ship it to you yeah uh, from some random person who does it for us and uh we don't know them but they do they're very friendly um and you can also support us. Uh, you can listen to us wherever podcasts are served. If we're not on a thing and you want to listen to us on a thing, let us know and we'll get on said thing. So I think, I don't know if there's a thing that we're not on, but if there is, we will get on there for you, our listener who wants to listen to us on a weird medium that's not Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, which I don't know 
or Stitcher. I mean, we're there. We're on everything that you would want to listen to us. But if we're not, let us know. And then uh, finally, you can contact us by sending us an email, classicgamingbrothers at gmail.com. You can also use our contact form on our website, which is classicgamingbrothers.com slash contact. And I don't actually know if that link would work, but you can at least go to classicgamingbrothers.com and click contact. Yes, And you can send us that form, and that form goes to our email. Send us feedback. If you send us feedback, we'll put you into our giveaway. You can also message us on Facebook. You can send us comments on Facebook. You can message us on Instagram. Wherever wherever you want to message us, we will uh, we'll, we'll respond. And by will, I mean me. Uh, we'll respond, and, and Zach will just say, good job. And yeah, say, good job, brother. You responded. Yes, I'm, I'm one that responds. Anyway, so if you want a response from Seth, send in feedback. If you want to be entered into our giveaway, send us feedback. Uh, negative feedback is also good. You can tell us that our show stinks and that you hate us. That's fine. We appreciate that. You'll be entered into a drawing and only make us feel bad for a few seconds. Um, and so with that said, uh, always remember, don't play games like my brother. And don't play games like my brother. I've been Seth. And I've been Zach. And we've been the Classic Gaming Brothers. That's right. <laughs> oh my goodness! It's just, it sounds like it's like a, a Nickelodeon after-school special or something like <laughs> hey, that. Hey kids, when you say it. <laughs> hey kids, listening to classic gaming brothers is good. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs>